What's up, everybody? This is Mind Your Money with Miss Be Helpful, a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right. And this is episode number 13, pretty sure. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been tuning in with me so far for the past 13 episodes. Um, this has been so fun for me. This project has allowed me to, you know, just speak my mind in a lot of ways about certain issues that I'm passionate about and also connect with women, a lot of women so far who um, really share my passion for educating other people about their finances and helping people, um, you know, realize that they can take control of their money. Um, today, I'm really excited because I have a good friend of mine and a really Really super special podcast guest Stephanie O'Connell is on the show with me today. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I was so I was looking over my Instagram and stuff, and I was like, you know what? I already have a list of badass women that I featured on my Instagram series for Women's History Month called Women in Personal Finance. And I was like, I was kind of thinking and racking my brain around how I want to, you know, do something for Financial Literacy Awareness Month and what could I do. And I'm like, hello, let me carry that in and just have conversations with these women and get some of their wisdom, you know, on video and, and on this podcast because people need to hear it. You girls are badass. So. <laughs> It's a great group. It's a really fun yeah. group because everybody has a different perspective and different yeah. stories and they're all really valuable in really different ways. So I think we're yeah. really lucky to have such a great community. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that that point because everybody has their own personal, you know, story and their own personal like opinions and beliefs. And but the but the way everybody still is able to show their success through just consistency and just the passion for what they're doing, like those are the things that shine through over all that. Like it's the common thread across all the women that I've talked to so far. So that's awesome mm. to see that. Um, all right, cool. So for folks who do not know, this is Stephanie O'Connell, and um, she is a, a well-known money expert. She's been on tons of different media uh, channels and outlets and in print as well, giving advice about money. Stephanie, why don't you tell folks who are watching and listening a little bit about yourself, then I'm going to give you two fun money questions. Okay. Well, yeah, like Anneli said, my name is Stephanie O'Connell and now Rodriguez since I got Ooh. married uh, last <laughs> year. That's right. Oh my God. We'll talk about the wedding too later. We'll talk about the wedding. Because it was so cute. But yes, keep going. <laughs> um, and I write about money specifically focused on millennials and women mm -hmm. um, and kind of the way we think about it, feel about it. A lot of the things that Yanelli talks about here, I talk about too. And uh, I talk about it, as you said, a lot in media. And I talk about it uh, on different platforms. I've been launching a, a new company called Statement Cards. And mm -hmm. that's all about greeting cards that celebrate your money wins. Yeah. Um, and I have an event called Statement Event, which is for, for women in the financial industry to talk about money in a really safe space and in a way that talks talks about money in, a, in an honest and vulnerable way. And mm -hmm. that's kind of the approach I like to take to all the things I do, whether it's the cards or the event or the media or whatever it is. I just think that, you know, what you do and what all the other women in this community that you're interviewing are doing so well is just that, that real honest and raw yeah. and vulnerable approach to yes. talking about the rules of money, which are always changing. But that, so yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Actually, I got um, some of the statement cards in the mail, which was so fun to get. And I did a giveaway on Instagram. So for those of you who never caught that, and actually I have a couple left up, maybe I'll do another one soon um, as the event approaches. But for those of you who haven't seen them, these are the cutest cards. I mean, I'm going to have to flip the camera, but so you guys can see some of them. This one is who run the world. Oh my God. I love it. Girl. It <laughs> Paid in full. So cute. Oh, this one is actually probably my second favorite. A man is not a money plan, honey. And neither is another woman. Nobody is your money plan, but you. I love that one. 
And then my my first favorite one is actually the one where you're not too expensive. They just can't afford you. They can't afford you, honey. You're not too expensive. I love that. That one's probably my That's favorite. the most popular one. <laughs> it's funny because when, when I made it, I remember thinking like, I don't know what the occasion is that someone's going to buy this for, but I know it, it it resonates with everybody in some setting, whether it was like they were trying to negotiate a raise and couldn't get it or a job or couldn't get it. Like we've all been there. So yeah. And everybody has that moment where like, yeah, you feel like you're a badass. You feel like you work so hard. You feel like you're doing everything you're supposed to do, but yet somebody else is like, Oh, can you give me a friend's discount? Can you give me, is that, is that, is that rate negotiable? It's like for me, I mean, I was not ever, ever, ever like comfortable with like business and conversations about charging money and things like that. I had to slowly get comfortable with that as I started to be asked to do speaking gigs and I started to be, you know, requested to do like uh, one-on-one coaching, which I did for a little bit. And then I stopped because I realized it wasn't my jam. I like group settings better. But even then I was like, how much am I supposed to charge for this? Like, I don't know. Is it too expensive? Is it too cheap? Or should I be charging more? And you know, th- when I read that one, I was like, that is the that's the energy I needed. That was the energy that I needed. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's yeah. that's the hope, right? If, yeah. if somebody can get that and feel that way, that I know it's just a greeting card, but it's really about a broader message saying, yeah. hey, this is something worth celebrating. And this is something worth saying and reminding yourself of every single day. And I, to me, that was really exciting in a way that I hadn't seen greeting cards or kind of anything really take on before. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to try this out. So yeah, no, and I, I love that so much. Um, okay. So I've got, I got a fun question for you. Two fun questions that we're going to start mm-hmm. with. So first one is um, a lot of people like talk about spending mistakes or spending shame around spend, past spending and things. And I like to just point out that, you know, even though every single person that you see online is like a personal finance expert or a personal finance success story, even though they seem like they have all their ish together now, there were times where there were mistakes and there were, you know, bad decisions and things like that, that we have regrets. So if, if you could go back and think of one time that you made a really expensive purchase that you regret so much, you wish you could take it back, what would that be? <laughs> I mean, I, w- I, I would love to sit here and say I'm fully formed and done making financial mistakes, but I, I'm, it's not true. Like I still make <laughs> financial mistakes. I think we all do. So right. I think like the shame or like the mistakes never go away, but I think letting go of the shame maybe starts to go away because you realize that's not really constructive. That said, there are things that I wish I had done differently. And probably the biggest thing that I spent money on, that was just like a, like I should have just lit it on fire is bad hires for my business. Mm -hmm. So I, I get to this point where I am like, really struggling with something and I need somebody to fix that problem for me so bad. Like I just need an assistant. I need help. I need someone who's good at video to help me do this or whatever. And I'm just so desperate to get it fixed that I just hire somebody without doing Mm -hmm. any like real vetting of their skills or calling references or anything like that. And I have spent like literally tens of thousands of dollars on hiring the wrong people. And it is painful because now it's like my business just lost a ton of revenue because of the coronavirus. And I'm just like, wow, if I had saved that money instead of wasting it. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened. You learned. So like next time you go to interview somebody, you better believe you're going to do your due diligence and you're going to be checking their references and you're going to grill them because you've learned, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a beautiful thing about it. We make mistakes and we learn. Um, 
Okay, so cool. On the flip side of that question, what is a purchase that you made that was super expensive? You cost a lot of dollars, but you actually, you don't regret it. You, you're glad you made that purchase. If you had a chance to do it again, you would do it again. <laughs> what would that be? It would be my wedding. Yeah, <laughs> the wedding. Tell us, tell yeah, us. Yeah, perfect way to talk about it, right? So we spent, my husband and I split the cost of our wedding. And uh -huh. so we spent $40,000 total, which is a ton of money. Yeah, it's an uh, expensive wedding. I, that's an expensive an wedding, expensive wedding, yeah. Wedding. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, for New York, it's half the price of an average yep. New York wedding. So yep. I will say, like, I did some some pretty major savings. But, like, yeah. it's not cheap, not by any means. Yeah. Um, and we spent a ton of our savings. and But, like, it is something that we plan for. And I really don't regret it because and it's funny because like I never fantasized about having a fancy wedding or a beautiful mm -hmm. wedding or anything like that um but it was so special it was something that like brought all of our families together um and what we really splurged on were spaces where we could do that so we got this huge penthouse suite in new york Ooh. where all of our friends and family stayed for like three days That's so and cool. we hosted them all there and that was such a unique experience and so special to me and like so in alignment with what matters to me which is spending time with our friends and family right. and so for me, yeah, it was super expensive. It was $20,000 of my own money. Right. Um, but like, that's what the money, that's what I saved it for. Right. And I think like, there's this idea of like, you're saving your money, you're saving your money. And it, and it's like, well, what's it for? Yeah. You know, I, yes. and, and getting clear. And, and that's not to say that like, you should spend all your savings on a wedding no, right. or anything. Right. Like my emergency savings is separate from that. Yeah. My vacation savings is separate from that. But like, if you've taken care of those bases of your debt, of, of your emergency savings, of your investments, then the other money you save is for spending on something exactly. and it's okay to do that. And I think it's really hard to like sometimes give ourselves permission, especially in personal finance world, right? Like there's so much shame around spending money or spending extravagantly. Mm -hmm. But the fact is like, we don't, we spend like 10% of our income yeah. on our housing, right? We don't spend 30% of our income on our housing. Yep. We spend nothing on transportation. We spend nothing on so much else. And mm -hmm. so this was an area where we were like, we care about this and we're going to spend a lot of money to do it. And I have no regrets. That's so awesome. That reminds me so much of Ramit Sethi when he always says, oh, turn yeah. up the dial, right? Turn I it up. That. Like old TVs back in the day, you had to change a channel by turning the dial. Like that's, that's what he says. He says, you want to reduce like mercilessly the costs that you um, spend on things that you really don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't care about that stuff, but what, the stuff that does matter, turn up the dial and like mm -hmm. make it, you know, multiply to the point where you're, that's going to be exactly what you want and you're never going to regret it. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened with your wedding. You, you, you won't ever regret it because you put the dial up and put the attention where you wanted it to go in terms of where you, where you were spending your money. So absolutely. That's awesome. And for those of you who don't follow Stephanie O'Connell on Instagram, it's literally just Stephanie O'Connell with the F not PH and yes. her wedding pictures on there. There are only a couple on your Instagram, but even just those are so freaking beautiful. Like I Thank love you. <laughs> such a New York city wedding. It's so, it was. Cool. it's so like, I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like I'm not a big fan of like weddings and like all that. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't know if I'm going to be married or anything, but when I, saw those pictures I was like oh, this makes me want to get married <laughs> oh, well I am flattered I made a whole little insta story highlight about 
how we did save a little money on our wedding. So you can see that there too. Love it. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I I can't pass up the chance to have a money expert on the show and not talk about like money issues that people are having. So I Mm. always, in my YouTube videos, I always put like, email me with questions or or comment below if you have issues. And I get so many emails from people that like watch my videos and then have certain questions that maybe are specific to them and and they want guidance. Um, And I try to tell them, listen, I'm not an expert to give you money advice, but if I were in your shoes, here are some routes that I would take. I would research this. I would go look that up. I would Mm -hmm. sort of more of an educational perspective. I give resources, not necessarily like advice, but while I have you on here, Hey, maybe we can go back and forth and give, um, and think about, you know, some guidance that we might give to folks with, um, certain issues that they've written to me about. Um, okay. So I'll start with the first one whose name is Karen. She says she's 24 years old and she's currently getting her master's degree. Um, her parents never taught her anything about money and she's figuring out as she goes. She's so glad she found the YouTube channel, Miss Be Helpful Awesome, which she can use yeah. to help her. And right now she's trying to open a savings account. Um, she watched my uh, savings account for the best savings account video in 2020. So the video where I talked about highest interest rates available right now, which is kind of a, a rough time for interest rates. Um, <laughs> And she says, it's very appealing to go and open a savings account someplace like Barrow Money, which is an online savings account that offers a high yield. But I'm really worried about its legitimacy because I have never heard of it and neither have my friends. I'm worried about being scammed. Do you think it's an issue to be concerned about this? And what savings accounts online do you think are most trustworthy? So she's kind of having trust issues, which is valid. If, if you never heard of a bank, you're like, wait, sure. what? Um, so what do you think? What would, you, what would we say to her? Well, I think... A healthy dose of skepticism around anything is probably a good idea. Like I got a text the other day being like, here's your Bitcoin code. Click on this link. And I'm like, I definitely have never purchased Bitcoin. What is this? Like, Do not click that link. Do not click it. <laughs> do not click it. That said, you know, there are a lot of innovations happening right now in financial services and in fintech. And you don't want to miss out because you're overly skeptical. That's right. And to your point, like online savings accounts are where it's at. Like they were up to like two, 3% interest before the most recent downturn. That's right. And and just generally speaking, like even right now, I I have Discover and I think it's like 1.5, which is not three, but like it's still more than the 0.1 that you're going to get at a brick and mortar, right? Yeah. So that's, I think your advice is really helpful. I think the key thing that you want to look out for is FDIC insurance. Yeah, go for it. You want to break that down? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I mean, the government has a specific agency, a section of the government that focuses just on insuring deposits that people put into banks. So if you are not sure about a certain bank, check, obviously check all the things, the qualifications, make sure customer service is decent, make sure that they offer the type of account you want, make sure the minimums are okay with what you can afford, that the number of withdrawals is allowed is in line with what you need to do to access your money. And then that it's FDIC insured is probably the first thing you should check before all the other things, honestly, because if it's not protected by the FDIC, that means if that bank goes out of business, if they are sketchy like you suspected and they disappear, your money also disappears because it wasn't backed by the government. But if it is FDIC protected, then it can, it's insured up to $250,000 per bank account, which mm-hmm. means, you know, unless you're balling out of control, you have more than 250 k in one savings account, which <laughs> then you need to open up a second one and, and put money <laughs> in the second one. Uh, but yeah, so honestly, FDIC insurance is probably the, the one thing that is going to allow you to sleep peacefully at night, knowing that the account you chose is protected and backed by the government. Agreed. 
Um, okay, cool. Let's look at one more. So the next one here is from a guy named Joe. Joe says he has um, an 18 month baby, an 18 month year old baby. Oh, so cute. Um, <laughs> so he says, I was focusing on my house for a long time, trying to get rid of my mortgage, but then um, my baby was born. And for the past 18 months, I've been repurposing $500 and putting them to a 529 savings or college plan for my child ever since he was born. Uh, however, recently I talked to a few personal finance nerds that uh, told me that I should not be doing this and that I should focus on my paying off my mortgage first. And then whatever my mortgage is paid off, I can put those $500 towards the 529 again. Uh, what route do you think is the best idea? Does this make sense? I can't figure it out. Um, and so what do you think? What would you say to, to Joe? So I can't, I'm, I'm not a, an accredited investment advisor, so I can't give really specific advice. But the argument here is kind of like the argument around people saying like, you should pay off all of your student loans before you ever start investing. Yes. And, and like, it's with mortgage too. Like your mortgage is probably has a relatively good interest rate, like relatively low. Yeah. And the wonderful thing about that is it lets you leverage your money better because you have a low interest rate on your mortgage. You can focus just on making the minimum payment and that frees up the rest of your money to put to work for you in an investment account right. like a 529, which hopefully is going to grow at a faster rate right. and compound over time, uh, by the time your kid goes to school mm -hmm. and, and grow to a, a level that's going to be just far outpacing yeah. the interest you would pay on your mortgage, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Exactly. Leveraging debt is such an important thing. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily think about that because there's this myth out there that one is right and one is wrong. Like, you know, doing this first is, is the right way and doing this after that is the right way. It's That's not true. It really depends on your personal situation and also your personal beliefs. You know, in this yes. case, I would actually say, Joe, this is actually kind of like a, you know, in third grade when they would give you those long math problems, like Billy was going to take the train at five o'clock and the speed of the train was 150 miles oh, per hour. Yeah. That, this, that's what this is, right? It's like you have this much money and you want to put it into the most um, efficient place financially, right? So you have to calculate what you think that's going to be. You know your mortgage rate. You know how many years you have left to pay that off. You can calculate how much you would save by being $500 more aggressive every month and then compare mm -hmm. that to your prediction for the performance of the 529. That being said, yes. it's not an exact math problem because this is not an exact science. Neither Stephanie nor me nor any money expert out there knows how the market is going to perform and what's in your 529, like what investments yeah. are you but if and, you make a prediction, you can then compare them as, you know, financial tools and see which one would be better for your money. That's what I'm thinking think. more holistically, too. It's like, well, there's other pieces of the equation we haven't even addressed, which is your own retirement. Like you have to prioritize that above your child's education. Yeah. If you have nothing saved for your own retirement, like you can't borrow money for that. Your kid yep. can borrow money to go to school. I know that's you don't right. want to do it. But, but so like there's a lot of other things to consider. And that's why I think uh speaking to a financial professional, even if it's just one time or like once every, every milestone, like when you have a kid or like when you're making a big adjustment is a really great resource to take stock and have someone sit down with you. Yeah. So you not only get the answer, but you understand how people arrived at the answer. Yeah. I love that. And honestly out there, if you are looking um, to talk to a financial advisor, the one thing I would say is make sure that person is fiduciary. Mm -hmm. When you 
with them when you're making an appointment, ask them straight up, are you fiduciary? And even if that sounds weird, practice saying it over and over again in the mirror until you say it confidently so you can ask, are you a fiduciary advisor? Because if they say no, you need to turn around and go find someone else who is fiduciary because it's Absolutely. sort of like it's sort of like doctors taking the Hippocratic oath, right? Like they could, they're committing to doing what's best for the patient, regardless of what that means for their career, for their reputation, for their practice, or for their money in their pockets, right? It's about what's best for the the, the patient. Um, same thing with an advisor. If they are fiduciary, they took an oath to do what's best for you and not what's best for their for lining their pockets or for their commission or anything like that. So you want to make sure that people giving you advice are fiduciary. If they say Anything besides yes, run. <laughs> the, answer should, the answer should be yes. I'm fiduciary. Yes. Like, that yes. should be the answer. So that's that. <laughs> Love um, it. All right, cool. So tell us a little bit about um, Statement Event, your Statement Event, and, and how you came up with that idea. What was the thinking mm. behind it and, and the planning that went into it? Because I know that is, that, that was awesome last year. You're, you're planning it for this year. We'll see what happens with Corona. But still, just for people to yeah. know what out and how you, you know, why you kind of were inspired to do this um, and, and where people can find more information about that. Yeah. So statement event is really for people who are interested in like the financial media world. We talked a little bit about personal finance world and some of the issues that we have with it. Right. And like being like, you know, people are so prescriptive. They're so dogmatic. They're so judgmental. And statement event was kind of created as a space to get rid, hopefully, of some of that dogmatism, some of that judgment and start thinking about women's money specifically and the way we talk about it and then also different perspectives that might be more useful and one of the things we do at the event is we bring in a lot of outside voices so instead we do have like last year for example we had a writer money writer from the washington post a money writer from the wall street journal Mm -hmm. and a bunch of financial experts but alongside them we also had um a feminist writer. And we also had like a mainstream entertainment writer. Mm -hmm. And the idea is like, how do we talk about this stuff in a way that's more meaningful, that can make it more mainstream, more relevant and more useful? Because Mm -hmm. like when we talk about some of the stuff we talked about today, even like things like shame, that's not helping anyone. So it's incumbent upon us as the people talking about this stuff to really rethink the way we're delivering the message. And I think you've done such a beautiful job of this in your videos and in your content and a lot of that the community that we have um access to has done that and so it's about getting that community together to crowdsource to bring in outside perspectives and to hopefully kind of reshape the conversation around money and better connect those dots between gender equity and financial power I love that. I love that so much. All the women out there who are looking for financial empowerment, financial inspiration, mm-hmm. financial um, you know, resources and guidance, like check out Statement Event. It, it sounds like I'm an amazing. I haven't been yet, but this year I was really hoping to go with Corona and everything. Well, yeah. you let it's going to be it's going to be virtual. Oh yeah. Okay, good. I was like, I'll just be, I thought it was going to be free. Oh, that's amazing. Um, oh, yeah. I love that. So we're, we're still working on, on the technical aspects, but we're yep. hoping to get that launched immediate, like as soon as possible. It's yes. going to be free oh, May 1st. Um, and it, you can find out more at statementevent.co. Y'all heard it from her, from Stephanie herself, statementevent.co. <laughs> Follow her on social so you can see any updates about this event. It's free. It's free 99. It's Everybody free. knows that's my favorite price, Three ninety nine. <laughs> it's my favorite price. And that's amazing, it. amazing. So I'll definitely be taking part myself. That is, 
fantastic. That sounds like a wonderful opportunity to connect virtually with other women who are like like minded and looking for that type of inspiration as well. So you know, mm-hmm. what what more positive way to do it than to get together with that community, um, even if it's virtually right now during these Rona times. But we, yes. you know, we're gonna make it happen. We're gonna keep pushing. Um, love that. Okay, so I got a, a really great juicy question, and then we're gonna jump into where people can find you after that. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So what I've been doing on the show is just asking people to put a motto or a message or a slogan on every single dollar bill that exists in the world. So if somebody who's holding it is going to pay for something or is giving money Mm. to their little brother or sister or whatever it is, they're going to see this. And every Mm. single pair of eyes that looks at a dollar bill is going to see your message. What would you put on your dollar bill? (laughs) So I've had this mantra forever and I probably need it now more than ever because (laughs) I have been really struggling with with the uh, with the fallout of coronavirus and all that stuff but my message is I am a money magnet Ooh. and it, I, I've always been really I had been really money scarce yes. I had been like feeling undeserving I had been feeling like it was something that was beyond me and so I remember when I was still like hustling really hard and working like a million side hustles I'd be like okay, this penny on the street, like I'm a money magnet, this $5 from my coat check tip, I am a money magnet. And I just started thinking about it just to try to train myself that I deserved it, that it was coming to me. And that now I have enough that I can bless others with that as well. So I think it's a really powerful tool to start shifting, especially in moments where you do feel scared and you do feel anxiety. It's important to like acknowledge what you do have and how far you have come because good things will come again. I love that. And it's about that abundance mindset. It's welcoming things into your life because a lot of times you think negatively and you don't realize that you're putting that negative energy Mm -hmm. out into the universe. What do you think is going to come back to you like a boomerang? You're putting negativity out there. Negativity is going to come right back and knock you over versus if you think it's coming to me, it's for me, it's meant for me, and I'm here to embrace it with open arms, then that's what's going to happen, right? Because you're putting that out there. I love I love that so much. Um, I am a money magnet. If y'all didn't yes. know, y'all know, I'm a money magnet. <laughs> Maybe okay. that'll be a new statement card. <laughs> yes, we'll make that the next one for sure. All right. Well, love, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to reach out to you, if they want to follow you and you've inspired them, where can they do that? Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram at Stephanie O'Connell, like you said, with an F, not a PH. And then I'm also at Statement Cards on Instagram and StatementEvent.co. There's a lot of statement stuff in there, too. So if you find me at Stephanie O'Connell, you'll find me elsewhere. Awesome. All right. You guys heard it here. Thank you so much, Stephanie. You're so awesome. You have such a bubbly presence and energy that I love because I, you know, I kind of feed off of that. So I love that. that You definitely, you definitely have me out energized right now. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. Take that energy, put it into something else that makes you feel good. And again, thank you so much. Thank you. 